Newbie Real Estate Investors podcast. Today we have a special guest, uh, Michael Marriott, uh, and also, of course, my partner, Jonathan Boyle, on the show as well. A little bit about your background. Sure. Yeah, so uh, we're down in uh, South Jersey. I'm actually at my house in Cherry Hill. Our office is in Haddonfield. Uh, our markets are South Jersey and Philadelphia, so we're in two states. Kind of interesting. Currently, uh, we have a brokerage, a real estate brokerage. Uh, it's called Society, and then we also have uh, we wholesale and we have a portfolio company. Um, so our portfolio company, Fix and Flip, we have some buy and hold, um, and then wholesale. We're we're doing a, a nice volume. We did about 86 deals last year. As far as the brokerage goes, uh, we were uh, my partner David Rallick, which should be on. Uh, but we were 98 in the country for real estate transactions in 2018, number four in the state of New Jersey. Um, that was with when we we're with Remax. Uh, so we we recently broke off and started a brokerage. Uh, David David's a a broker. I actually have my license and referral status. As we kind of got into this business, um, based on the the REO. So a little bit about like where we started. I got my license in sixteen, uh, April, and then Dave got his license I think in in fourteen in December. Uh, and we basically just from there just worked hard, made no money, and. You know, coming into this real estate game, like neither one of us made any money. I, I think I made about 14 grand my first year in real estate. And the first year was just like, just whatever the hell I can do. I was posting on Craigslist, showing rentals and, you know, just getting into houses. I was like going, I had HUD keys. So I was weekends, I would go into like nine, 10 HUD houses and like REOs and just like really just, you know, going through that process and, and kind of learning real estate because real estate as you guys know you know it's a very intimidating field to get into when you like don't know anything it's not like you know you're just selling a like one product every like i mean we're still learning new stuff as you guys know like yeah you know you see new things in this business every single like week every single month there's something new like holy crap <laughs> that's real estate right that definitely makes sense um so mike i just wanted to actually touch on something you mentioned uh just for the audience and everything um so when you got started you said you went into like nine or ten hud homes at a time arias things like that um you i guess, i'm assuming the intention was to purchase originally correct uh so no i was i was kind of like a, a, a new realtor and i was trying to make uh, money so like, you know, you put it like people are like, I'm a cash buyer and like, this is my buying criteria. So I would go on HUD.gov or HUD home store and I would just like look for the deals and I would bid deals and I would basically go and check out these deals. You know, Mercer County, I would run up to, you know, like all these different houses all over Burlington County, all over the state of New Jersey, really, wherever I thought there was a deal. I would, I would run out there, like see if I could put together a bid and you know, put together the package, you know, and, and try to try to get that sale as a real estate agent. And I was I was really just hungry. I was really, you know, kept sending Dave deals. I was actually with I started out with Keller Williams, Cherry Hill, and I kept sending Dave deals. And he's like, what are you doing working for Keller Williams? Like, come join me. So I was like, uh, but I just spent my last two hundred dollars on business cards. <laughs> and he's like, uh, he's like, dude, if if you uh if you're worried about that you should just stay where you are so i like that day i talked to the broker and i i basically uh switched brokers and joined uh, david very very small brokerage in haddonfield remax connection haddonfield and uh it was only a handful of us in the office so it was uh but it was like mega mega brokers so i was like really around surrounded myself with like these people who knew their shit and just 
you know, I just stayed and hung around these guys as long as possible and just surrounded myself with uh, these guys, asked questions and, you know, did things I didn't know how to do. And you know, basically Dave told me, he's like, look, when you're coming to Remax, he's like, don't expect anybody to, to hold your hand. You know, that's why I went to Keller Williams because they have all the training. I was like, you know, intimidated. So, yeah, but uh, yeah, it worked out. I mean, you know, you surround yourself with the, the right people and, you know, eventually it rubs off a little, right? <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, that, that, that makes sense because it's funny when I got started in real estate, um, I got my license, I think, just technically it was December 31st of 2015, I think, and like I worked for Remax for a bit uh, in Secaucus. And basically, the broker just told me to reach out to investors if I wanted to be an investor, and then I worked with a couple and just wrote a shit ton of offers and you know, eventually learn the process doing it that way. Yeah, it's amazing, man. When you when you really want it, you just you just take the the massive actions, really. Exactly, exactly. So, um, I know you. That's kind of how you got started. Uh, what made you transition from transition from where you got started to where you're at now, like with flipping, with buying rentals, and being okay. uh, David's partner? Yeah. So. Uh, April 2016 joined uh, Remax Connection and I still didn't want to join Dave like as a partner. Uh, he offered me a partnership and I was like, no, man, I can do it. I can hit that cap. And uh, of course, I learned that it was uh, a lot harder than, uh, you know, it seems. And, and I'm running. Yeah, like I said, I made about 14 grand that first year. Joined Dave in uh, April 2017 um, and uh, he was with Fannie Mae doing a lot of Fannie Mae. Uh, he was an REO agent listing with a lot of these banks that you know the foreclosures and you know we were doing cash for keys and and all these all this crazy stuff uh with that but uh before that there was uh i actually i worked for uh joe evangelisti and and another guy paul allenby they were running a, a wholesale team and I, I i was working with them and, and basically worked with them for six months doing wholesale and you know basically going through their podio system and they were sending out cards and they had all kinds of leads flooding the system and uh you know really uh, I just got kind of thrown into you know this and like even my first my first deal you know they're like hey you want to go on this appointment like nobody's nobody can go and it was out in Oakland New Jersey and uh I said well I don't know what the hell I'm doing you know they're just like go and I was like well what do I say you know I don't I don't know anything so of course I just like I was like okay yeah of course I want to go I want to learn and uh so I, I took this like questionnaire that I got from uh, like a real estate coach that I had had hired for uh, when I first got in real estate it was Jonathan Zubraki. And it was just like a questionnaire that said like, what happens when you move? What happens if you don't move? Don't, what happens when you sell? What happens when you don't sell? You know, what, what, are, you, what are you gonna do with the money? Like a basic questionnaire, like five, six questions. And I just like said, okay, I'll just, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, but we just go and, and uh, you know, ask the questions. And I, I actually, uh, I got a deal uh, completely stressed out because like, I, I don't know how it works. So I was like, you know, oh yeah, cash buyer will close in two weeks. And I get back to the office with the contract signed. He's like, great job with the contract. Why the hell did you tell him two weeks? Because <laughs> I was like, well, you guys didn't, you guys didn't tell me anything. Like, I, I don't really know what the hell I'm doing, but uh, they actually closed the deal. It was a duplex. And I think, uh, I think Joe still owns it. Uh, till to, to today. So Joe Evangelisti might own that property. I think he might have been selling it off, not sure. So we basically learned the, 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 the early ropes there in that wholesaling environment. And it was, you know, we were doing in-home appointments, just driving all over Jersey and just, we were just learning by failing. You know, uh, Joe was busy doing his flips. 
and everything like that. So there, there was some, there was some, uh, some leadership there, but it was, it was really, uh, you know, it was, it was tough. I closed, I, I didn't make, I didn't make a whole lot of money. I think I made 3000 bucks in six months, uh, total working from these guys. But again, it wasn't, it wasn't about the, uh, money. It was, it was the Robert Kiyosaki, uh, work to learn mentality that I was just like, well, whatever, you know, whatever it takes, just going to keep showing up, keep, you know, making the calls. And I was making hundreds, 300, 400 calls a week, wow. just trying to get something to work. So basically from that, when we, when me and Dave partnered up and I got, I got fired from those guys when me and Dave got par- partnered up in 2017, uh, you know, we were like, we, I think a wholesale like fell into our lap. It was like a HUD property that I, we already knew about and we already had a buyer for and it. We like, we got an email blast. We ended up JVing, making five grand on a, on a HUD property. And kind of that's that's how it, it really got all started up. And uh, as as an agent, I just you know we we started to get leads. We started to you know purchase leads and do all the mailers and everything like that. And I would go on the approach. Uh, we had another coach, Jim Krautkramer, and our approach was the motivated seller blueprint. So we would go in for multiple offers. We would say, hey, we could list your property. You could you could sell it on the MLS. We could sell it as is. We could wholesale it. You know, these are your options. You know, what 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 do you want? Time or money? So we kind of we kind of went and and that was our approach to build that. So, you know, as as the as the time went by, we we, we did more deals. Today, how we're we're buying properties is we're using a lot of the the financial uh, backing, the institutional money. Uh, we have a line of credit that we're we're using to do that. So that's how we kind of got into it. Just just with wholesaling, that was that was our foot in the door, and, and we we just you know kept kept progressing, got a little bit better, you know, got got some really good deals, closed on them you know, renovated them, sold those. So that's awesome. Crazy. That's a lot of stuff. Um, so, so how did you guys get into more of like the flipping and, and stuff like that um, coming off of wholesaling? Was it just something natural that you, you just wholesaled and then some of them you, you saw that they were a good deal that you can actually make more money from them as a flip. Yeah. Is that what well, kind of happened? Well, actually, uh, so, so we, our partnership, we had, um, you know, we basically had, so I was running wholesale team. Dave was running REO. Uh, and then we had another guy that was, uh, running retail. So like me and acquisitions running the acquisitions team, you know, eventually we, you know, we started to hire and we got the acquisition guys, transaction coordinators. I was like, let's wholesale everything, man. Let's, let's make as much wholesale quick quick nickels, quick nickels. And Dave was kind of like crying deals away one at a time. So he forced that hand. Um, Cause I was always about the quick nickel and I'm like, yeah, just like keep building cash, 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 stack it up. Uh, but Dave actually like went in and I'm like, man, I got this assigned for 40 grand. He's like, we're keeping it like F you man. <laughs> so, you know, we, we, we lost out on those, those quick profits, but you know, long run, we ended up making some really good deals and, you know, we just got out of a big, seller's market i think you know rolling into the coronavirus thing like it's been a seller's market so we were selling off a lot of our assets uh just up until this whole thing went down and now we're kind of like switching gears and we're saying i think it's you know let's let's get into more of the it's a buyer's market so we got to focus in on our buyers and you know figure out who has who the cash guys still really are right yeah that's really the uh the next question right um kind of jumped into it so uh where where are we actually with the current market right so like you already said we were in a seller's market now we just kind of transitioned into a buyer's market right so yeah what are you doing with that um how are you guys uh keeping this that same business volume 
afloat? Well, I mean, first and foremost, we built our business. Um, when we started out, we started out with uh, the REO company. So naturally, like you meet every single cash buyer in the land, you know, when you're doing that many REO transactions. So like we just had our, our phones were filled with these type guys. So really, we when we started out, it was it was all, you know, relationships. It was all like these, you know, like you knew your buyers, you knew what they were buying. And uh, as we progressed and we got into it, we were like, hey, we're leaving a lot of money on the table. So we started listing all of our wholesales and, you know, selling them that way. And kind of like, you know, it, it got tough for these these cash buyers because they stuck to their guns. They were patient and like their their algorithms. And, and like as the hard money, you know, guys kept coming in, they're they're spending more and more and more. And, and you know, we were kind of selling to the highest bidder and you know we still sold our cash guy deals, but just not as frequently as to the people that were just, you know, basically you know, spending money. And they, these guys were betting on appreciation a lot of times in Philadelphia. I know you guys uh, are up in Jersey City and like areas like Newark where appreciations are hitting like 30%, 50%, you know, o over the course of a year for certain markets. And like guys were basically betting on that, that appreciation. And, you know, some guys got their hand caught in the cookie jar. It is what it is. Stuff, stuff leveled out, stuff plateaued. Uh, and this, this whole COVID-19, it's going to, it's going to compact, you know, it's going to basically weed out a lot of these guys. You're, you guys are already seeing uh, the hard money kind of, you know, tightening up. Their numbers are getting tighter. Their, uh, their fees are getting a little more. So, yeah, you had dudes that were normally buying stuff. Now they can't. So just the, the buyer pool is going to shrink for what we can sell. So we're really just reestablishing those relationships with uh, all of our, our, our buyer basis. And we're saying, hey, who's still who's out there buying? Who's still buying for cash? Who's still buying with the private money, the institutional monies that are still there? Because there are going to be a lot. It's just going to be less dudes that are overpaying. So, yeah, we take a little bit more uh, for, for those type deals. But at the end of the day, I mean, we're, 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 we think that we're going to be able to gobble up a lot of deals because a lot of these, a lot of wholesalers that maybe are new to the game or, you know, maybe they just like they're not with anybody. Mm -hmm. They're probably going to, I mean, a lot of those guys are going to go away. Um, so, I mean, it's a thinning of the herd, right? So we're, we're just kind of, you know, we know there's going to be a lot of inventory. You just got to know what your buyers are paying today versus a month ago and just adapt to that. So make sure your formulas and your MAOs and you're, you're doing everything, calculating everything right. So, you know, and so, so are the, uh, these guys bidding, you know, they're guys, the cash buyer adjusting what they're paying because they're saying, you know what, ARV was 225, be safe and make sure calculate off the 215 or two, 210, you know? Uh, you know, like the market is going down, let's say hypothetically, you know, 225, six months from now could be like 200 or something. So then that's what these cash buyers are now calculating to make sure they have, you know, like enough room for, or, you know, enough spread in case that does happen or something like that. Like, I'm yeah. even seeing it now, this uh, coronavirus stuff that um, like, luckily like Joey and I are like, one of our nightly properties just uh, is about to go under contract today. Oh, awesome, guys. It just went up <laughs> a couple of days ago. Um, like, yeah. listed it, I think, like, Wednesday or Thursday. But the funny thing is, another property I listed in East Orange, literally, like, a day or two after that one, like, it still has the best uh, traction on Zillow, like, views and saves-wise, but it hasn't had any showings. Now, granted, you know, like, there's a lot of other things against it, but, you know, like, you could just tell certain markets people are really buying and others they're not 
as much. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and we're no, we're, we're no experts. It's crazy how many people are experts and have opinions on this stuff, and, and you just got to adapt. Like, the key is to, to don't listen, don't get caught up in the noise. Uh, it's so easy to, like, Facebook has never been more entertaining than it's than it's been <laughs> in the last uh, couple weeks. It's it's hysterical. Uh, but you just, like, you can't listen to the noise. You know, we're, we're we have our plan we've kind of you know i think there's a lot of people that have been like expecting uh a correction but not like this um this is mm -hmm. something that, that nobody nobody really predicted so for us we just you know like i said we just adapt and and kind of you know we we've been planning for this for a long time we have relationships with uh institutions that you know have a lot of a lot of money and they really like us so we have a great relationship with a with a financial institution and um you know we're we're asking them and letting them know what our, what our plans are and you know we plan on doubling down on everything that's freaking awesome Good. yeah we actually we actually had a, a rehab go on the market recently in cherry hill and uh i knew it was priced right we went to multiples right away and uh we, we took a bit over so i mean the, the the buyers are still buying with this covid you know the the, the title companies are working through it um, um, it's really amazing how how people are adapting and and like even the the National Association of Realtors and the New Jersey NJAR and, and uh, the Greater Philadelphia uh, Association of Realtors, all these guys are are kind of backing us up. They're like, hey, you know, like they're basically t telling the city like keep your keep your doors open. Like, what the hell are you guys doing? So they're fighting for us. Uh, and and all the titles and the the, uh, the attorneys are coming up with uh, addendums and and things that we can do to to work through this so definitely kudos to, to all those guys for 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 adapting and and figuring it out i mean I've, I've even heard i haven't seen it but i've even heard people doing like digital uh notary where they're like facetiming yeah, a, a document right. which is like crazy but uh people are doing it so as long as those guys uh can keep doing it, i mean there there are some holdups there are some things they can't do like we can't get final readings on on water in philadelphia or or jersey mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. You know, there, there's certain things that, you know, title companies are willing to do. They'll say, hey, we'll hold an escrow and, you know, close it and whatnot. You sign this here and we can get it done. But, you know, you, you, you can only do so much when, when you're dealing. Some of these properties have, you know, crazy, crazy amount of liens and our gas liens or, or water liens. And, um, you know, if you can't get a payoff, you can't get a payoff. Like, there's only so much you can do for, for some of these properties. So I guess they're finding out with the retail market it's a little bit easier because you know guys are a little bit cleaner you know they don't have all the liens the judgments and and kind of everything like that but our wholesale deals do and that's why we you know that's what we do though we solve problems right exactly <laughs> no i mean so some of the things like for um one of our property for example um because the township is closed so we can't we can't get a ceo now right so uh our attorney drafted up you know an addendum just for that purpose only yeah you know that definitely does help us uh in the future if we need to close just in case um this thing isn't over and the township hasn't opened yet by the time we close which is um hopefully uh april 30th you know yeah hopefully we're out Hope of so. <laughs> cross your yeah. fingers well all of this happened um you know what do you have any uh books or anything like that that you you like to read prior to all these current events yeah I'm, I'm a reader man i've read uh, a lot a lot a lot of books so it all kind of started in uh i guess 2011 i i read uh my first books that i read were think and grow rich uh napoleon hill and and then i read rich dad poor dad and that was when i decided that i wanted that that was my retirement plan and that was uh 2011 and uh, you know ever since then i've been you know just reading 
tons and tons of books. Dale Carnegie, uh, How to Win Friends and Influence People is one of my favorites. A uh, great negotiation book that I, I have a lot of my team read is Chris Voss, Never Split the Difference. Yes. Um, yeah. Love that book. It's a great book. If uh, Most of my books I do on Audible because uh, you can hear you the guy talk. You can be driving and listen to it. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not really, I say I'm a reader, but I'm, I'm lying. I'm, I'm just uh, an audible guy. <laughs> I should just ask for the future, what's your favorite Audible instead of book? Yeah, probably, like, I mean, Can't Hurt Me is, is a great Audible, you know. So, well, that that's great because, like, they break it down into podcasts. And then after Can't Hurt Me, I, I read Jesse Itzler's uh, Living with a Seal. So those books together, like, combo, like, love David Goggins. The guy's a beast. Uh, I don't think I could do what he does. The guy's, I mean, I can't. I'm just going to, I'm not even going to lie. Uh, I tried. <laughs> Ran out in the middle of the night, just like I'm gonna run. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's 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 definitely a beast. Uh, there's uh, what else? Even though Grant Cardone is going through some shit right now with this, he's getting a lot of negative uh, stuff. Uh, his 10x book is great, uh, or not even 10x, but B O B A. So be obsessed or be average. It's that's a good book. It, it's it gets you you know fired up, and it's it's read by Grant, so that's always a good good go to book. But I'm, I, I read all all kinds of stuff, man. I'm I'm like. Just every every uh, every couple of weeks, I'm just you know download a new book and listen to it on the Audible. So, Mike, uh, if you were to get started today, uh, what's the best piece of advice you would give to someone that is trying to get started? Uh, so, first and foremost, it's important that you hook up with uh, mentors and surround yourself with people that that are doing the same thing. It's 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 really hard to do it by yourself. It's easy to you know I I, I was reading about wholesales and wholesaling and uh, doing webinars uh since like 2012 like after i read kiyosaki but i didn't do my first deal till 16 so the lesson there is like you can learn all you want you know you can you can uh learn and soak up the information but the truth is you're never going to be ready until you get pushed out there and just do it so you have to take massive action and when you're surrounding yourself with guys that are are pushing you you're gonna you're gonna just gonna blossom that much more quickly and then obviously, I mean, for me, uh, the, the, the way that we built our wholesale team, you know, I was uh, about very, very broke. <laughs> you know, I was living in low income housing back in like, I think it was uh, 2013. So I, uh, you know, I was a waiter for a very long time. And um, when I surrounded myself with these type of people, different opportunities arose. And, um, you know, Dave, I partnered with Dave and he was basically the, the money he was back in it and I was just, I was pounding the, the leads and I was, you know, doing the deals and, you know, ever since, you know, we created, created that partnership. So, you know, hooking up with, with some people that, that are experienced and can back you financially, like that's, that's, that's really all it takes. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing uh, the amount of opportunity you can get by just like saying yes and, and being open and, and putting yourself out there. Oh, wow. Awesome. Mike, how can uh, people get in touch with you on, you know, social media? What's the um, number two? What's the name of the company um, that you go by in terms of, um, I guess, your wholesaling business? Are you on Facebook, Instagram? I, I, I'm not. I mean, I know a lot of a lot of the guys are using Insta. I'm MJ Marriott, M-J-M-A-R-Y-O-T-T on Insta. I really don't go on there all too much. So you probably find me on Facebook. Uh, just uh, Mike Marriott. There's not a whole lot of Mike Marriotts out there. M-A-R-Y-O-T-T. Um, name of our company is Society uh, with period on the end. And uh, that's the name of our brokerage. 
in our portfolio company. And then we have Blackstone Home Buyers. That's what we put all our contracts in for wholesaling. Um, but we have we have a, we have a bunch of different sites out there. Yeah, we have IncomeProducingHouses.com. That's our uh, you could find our deals on our current wholesale inventory. Nice. And um, yeah, Society Society Live is the brokerage or Society Live, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but we're hiring brokers, uh, real estate listing agents. You know, we put basically listing agents right on our wholesale leads uh, so they can either get a wholesale deal or they can get a listing, you know, whatever they want. We're, we're making sure to keep that, you know, that uh, that that making sure people are, are understanding what the options are. You know, we're not just going there offering a cash offer. We're making sure and, you know, saying, hey, we can do this. We can list the house. You know, maybe we get creative do a little creative finance subject to uh-huh. um, just uh, putting out all the options for people so that they understand. And even if we don't do a deal, pointing the folks in the right direction so that they can, you know, deal, get what they're, get what it is they're looking for. So, you know, find out what they want, solve the problem. Absolutely. Cause it's definitely, it's all about solving the problem. You know, if you don't help solve their problem, they're not going to sell to you. And it doesn't actually mean they have to sell to you to solve the problem too. That's the other thing. All right. Yeah. I want to thank you very much, Mike, for hopping on as far as giving us the update on uh, what you guys are doing in terms of uh, the current market condition. Have a good one. Thank you. Take care, everyone.